Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Amen. So this morning, as I said, it's, it's practical, right? Two words. Everyone say language barrier. One more again. Say language barrier. Now, um, in, in, in one way or another, uh, we've all been in a situation where we were misunderstood or uh, we had a hard time understanding someone else, right? Uh, especially living in the Bay Area. You got a diverse scenery here, right? A lot of different ethnicities and nationalities. And so I'm pretty sure you, you've ran into a situation where, where there was like a language barrier in tech, right? Um, the definition of language barrier, a barrier to communication between people who are unable to speak a common language, right? Pretty self-explanatory. When, when you're not able to share a common language with someone, then there's definitely a language barrier there, right? And, and just real quick, by a show of hands, how many of you guys have been in a situation where you were misunderstood or you had a hard time understanding someone else, right? That's pretty much a lot of us uh, in this place this morning. And so um, it doesn't have to happen in a sense of, of um, a native tongue, but if you have a, a business CEO who's in conversation with someone who has no business experience or background, there's a language barrier there, right? Because they know all these different terminologies and whatnot, and then you have someone who, who really doesn't understand that. So there's a language barrier there, right? And so um, for, for, for me and my daughter, right, I, I have a one-year-old daughter, and there are times where I, I, I kind of understand her, I guess you could say, but, but I, I speak Google Gaga language, but for the most part, uh, I don't understand a lot of the things she's saying, right? I, I got to go by whether she ate, whether I changed her diaper, right? And there was this one particular day, right? And, and I was telling first service, MJ is the, the greatest daughter anyone could ever ask for. Real good kid. Goes to sleep on her own, uh, entertains herself. She just, she knows how to just occupy herself without, you know, she's pretty independent, right? And so there was just this one particular day, right? One out of the, you know, the, the, the one year that she's lived, honestly, like she's a good kid. But there was this one day where I couldn't figure her out, right? She was just crying, crying, like screaming her head off. And I'm like, dude, what's wrong with you, right? And so I'm, I'm trying to give her some food, give her a bottle, give her, give her some sweet potatoes or something, right? Still crying, right? Change her diaper. No poop or pee there. Excuse me, right? But there, there's, there, it's, it's, there's, there, it's a clean diaper, right? And so I'm just frustrated at this point, right? And I finally just pick her up. And no more than two seconds I hold her, she's out. She's knocked out in my arms, Right. And then I think to myself, like, oh, she was tired. Right. And I'm just looking at her and she's sleeping. I'm like, bro, you could have just told me that. Right. But, but there's that language barrier there between a 31 year old mother and a one year old. Right. Where, where I don't understand some of her needs. Right. For the most part. So there's a, a language barrier there. Right. And um, I was telling the uh, even this this church that I went to, um, for those of you guys who don't know that I'm Samoan, that's my background. And I, w- I was speaking at a, a Samoan church in Fairfield, a youth conference. So there was all these pastors there, all these, you know, um, the first ladies that were, were all there, these young people, and it was great service. After service, we have gongai, which is like a, a potluck where everyone just brings food and you fellowship, you just chill and eat. So I was fortunate enough to, you know, because I was a guest speaker, to, to sit at the table with the big dogs. So I got the pastors that are right there and their wives that are on the other side. And so we're just talking, right? And then I make the biggest mistake of saying one line in Samoan. Right? I tell them to someone that the food is good, like, you know, and that's something I learned from my, my mom, you know, or I, I heard her say, I don't speak it fluently, it's just something I heard. So I'm sharing this with the ladies, and I make that mistake, because from that point forward, they all start speaking to me Samoan. 
And I'm like, yo, like, so I can't say like, oh, I don't like, you know, so you kind of just got to like, oh, mm, e. you know what I'm talking about, Lonnie, right? Yo, yeah. You're just kind of going with it. All the vowels, ah, e, e, right? You're just going with the flow. And so 15, 20 minutes, I kid you not, we're just sitting there and I, I'm pretending I understand, but there's that language barrier because I don't speak our native tongue, right? Everyone say language barrier. There's a language barrier there, right? And so that, that same frustration that, that I feel when I can't understand somebody or when, when MJ's trying to communicate something to me, right? There's no common language there. But I, I've noticed the same feelings sometimes or, you know, for me sometimes when it comes to reading this, the word of God. Sometimes when I pick up the Bible, there are times that I, I open it and I need a word from the Lord. I need a word from the Lord. I need a word from the Lord. But, but there's just like this wall that's there, Right? Between me and, and, and God and, or what he has to say to me, there's like this barrier that's there, right? I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to use scripture for my circumstances and all these different things. It's just not working. Something's not clicking. There's no common language between me and the word of God. And I know I'm not the only person in this building that's, that, that's felt like that before. You've ever read the word of God and you try to make sense of it. You try to put things together but it's just not making sense. Nothing's sticking. Some people call this a mystery or it's ambiguous. There's, there's so many things that you're trying to figure out when it comes to the word of God. These and thous and translations and, and the whole nine yards. There's just this language barrier, right, between us and, and, and what God says to us. Now, it's an issue because the way that God speaks to you is through his word. The way he wants us to get a hold of, of the things he has in store for us is through the word of God. And so what does the Bible say about that? In, in Acts chapter 8, verses 30 through 35, it's a little bit of a passage, so if you just bear with me, I'm just going to read this. It says, Philip ran up to him. Everyone say Philip. Philip ran up to him. He saw that the man from Ethiopia was reading from the writings of the early preacher Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? The man from Ethiopia said, how can I, unless someone teaches me? Then he asked Philip to come up and sit beside him. He was reading the part in the holy writings which says, he was taken like a lamb to be put to death. A sheep does not make a sound while its wool is cut. So he made no sound. No one listened to him because of his shame. Who would tell the story of his day? For his life was taken away from the earth. The man from, the Ethiop the man from Ethiopia said to Philip, who is the early preacher talking about? himself or someone else so philip started with the part of the holy writings and preached the good news of jesus to him right so you have this this ethiopian man right and you have philip and philip notices that he's reading you know again there's no bible back then but there's the prophecies of isaiah the writings of isaiah and so he's reading this the, the ethiopian guy and he's he's uh new to the faith if you will so philip is, is, is asking me you understand what you're reading he's like nah i mean unless you come help me right come, you know come up here and and help me make sense of this and so Philip understood this one thing, that understanding is the starting point of faith. Everyone say faith. Understanding is the starting point of faith. Without understanding the word, the Bible, what you're reading, this thing that us Christians, us believers are supposed to know, without understanding it, we can't receive it, we can't obey it, therefore we can't apply it. You understand what I'm saying? There's that language barrier there. So understanding is the starting point, the uh, starting point of faith. The moment you come to Christ, there has to be this transition, right? I'm not saying as soon as you get saved, boom, I know Genesis Revelation like that. Of course not. 
But there's got to be this understanding that's the starting point to your faith. Because everything in our relationship with God has to do with everything that's in, in the Bible. And so if I want to understand my faith, then, then there has to be this common ground where I understand the language of the Bible. And Philip understood that when he was talking to this, this, this eunuch. And this is how God speaks to us, like I said. And that's why it's important. And so for us, I, I feel like I want us to get it. I, I want to get it, right? Don't get me wrong. Now I'm a little bit more mature in my faith, and so I'm, I'm beginning to understand things. But it's important because y'all hear scriptures all the time. We hear scriptures on Sunday morning, Wednesday evenings, right? Um, if you're reading it throughout the week in the mornings, you hear scripture all the time. But are we understanding what we're reading? Are we understanding the, the principles or the basic instructions before leaving earth, as people call the Bible, right? Are we understanding what we're reading? And so I, I've been asking myself, like, like how do we overcome this language barrier? Because it's definitely a language barrier. How do we, how can we, the next time we open our word, right, and we're going through something, how can we have the ability to remember the things that we've hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you, as David said, right? How can we have this, this commonality where it's a, a routine and it's a norm and it's a common language when I open up the word of God and I understand what I'm reading and I have the ability to apply it. I have the ability to uh, believe it. If there's people around me, my coworkers, if there's, there, there's people that are going through things, right? Boom, I got something for you, right? I got your issue right here, right? How, how do we, we be, be familiar? How can we uh, break this, this language barrier, right? Like I said earlier, real practical, basic stuff. Number one, learn the language and stay consistent. Everyone say consistent. Real basic right there. Learn the language and stay consistent. Learn the language of the Bible. That way when you read scriptures like, like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Right To trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own logic or your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Right? To some people, that's just like, oh, that's cute, cute little scripture. But when you understand the language of the Bible, there's some weight to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Bro, that, that's an AK-47. That, that's some, some, some weaponry that you have in your, in your arsenal, in your, tool, in your tool belt. But if you don't understand the language of the Bible, then how do you know what to use and when to use it? Learn the language and be consistent. Don't get me wrong. I'm not consistent every day, right? I wish I could say, oh, every day since the day I was born, I've been reading, you know, and right? There's days that I skip. There's days that I forget to read in the morning. But you know what? Get back on track. Learn the language of the Bible and be consistent. Be consistent about it. Get back on track. Find a way to to be motivated. You know, there's times where, where you read a little bit of a scripture in the morning or you read a passage and, and some way, somehow, it applies to something you go through through that day, right? And so you start thinking to yourself, like, man, if I hadn't read, you know, Isaiah, or if I hadn't read, you know, John 3, 16, or, or whatever you read for that morning, like, man, it, it wouldn't have aligned you the way that it did. That's why it's important. And Pastor Nick told me this quote a long time ago, right? When, when you have a band that, that's playing for a concert, do they tune their instruments before the concert or after the concert? Before the concert. Because they want, their, they want a sweet melody to, to give off an atmosphere for the people that they're playing for. So it is with you in the morning. You got to make sure that you're in tune at the beginning of the day because there's so many things that God wants you to, to do for, for that day. But if you're not in tune at the top of the day, if you read at the end of the day, that's cool. There's no shame in that. 
But, but listen to what I'm saying, right? If, if, if you learn how to just be consistent and learn the language, Mark 1, 45, 35, this is Jesus himself right here. Mark 1, 35, very early in the morning, everyone say morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed, right? Jesus, the, the, the son of man, has his routine of, of seeking the father out. He, he's God himself. But, but, but if he finds himself sneaking away and, and, and getting alone time and, and understanding the importance of that, shouldn't we model the same thing? Shouldn't that be something important for us to do when we wake up and we read our word and, and we're getting that alone time, but before the sun even rises, I'm just in my zone, getting in with God, being consistent, learning the language, when all the other distractions are asleep, like my daughter and my husband, right? When everyone, all, you're not distractions, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like when you're just in, in that morning time where it's just you and God being consistent and learning the language. Jesus did it. I'm pretty sure we, we should be doing it too. Learning the language and, and being consistent with it. Number two, study in community. Everyone say community. This is really, really important. This is my favorite part. Studying the word of God in community. I love it, right? I was telling, you know, first service, when, when, when I would read something, just the other day I was reading something about Cain and Abel in, in Genesis. Couldn't understand it. I understood it, but, but there was just something that was kind of, and I kind of asked my husband, I was like, hey, what do you think this means to you, right? And he was just kind of dropping his knowledge, and I'm just like, man, like, you know? Like, it's cool to get someone else's perspective, right? Th- that's what happens when you study in community. When you're not just reading by yourself, but there's a village or there's, there's a Bible study or there's a small group that you're a part of, a midweek service or a Sunday morning service. But aside from those, I'm trying to stray you away from just hitting the Sundays and the Wednesdays. But, but having this continuity where you're constantly just in your word and studying in a community. When you're able, because number one, there's accountability there, right? When, when I'm just studying with, with my folks or, or a few people, right? I have a little Starbucks uh, a study about five of us, right? And, and, and Lonnie comes on a regular, and I'm like, all right. And then I see one Tuesday or one Wednesday or whatever, she's not there. And I'm like, hey, yo, Lonnie, where you at, man? There's accountability there. There's accountability because we're studying in community, and then maybe she's going through something. It's like, oh, you, okay, we'll keep you in prayer, right? You, you understand how that works? Aside from that, just discussing the meat and dissecting, this thing is thick. This thing is filled with so many riches, gold, rubies, man, is just so rich. When you have the ability to have a partner or a group where you could just read a scripture or a passage and, and dissect that, you're learning that language, boy. You're learning how to get that thing in you and you're studying community with where there's accountability. Basic, practical, but it's something you could just do and walk away with today. Not next week, like, oh, when I'm feeling... No, we can start doing these things right now. Even if you got to start with the neighbor or, you know, the Anybody, the, the, the mailbox, now nah, maybe not the mailbox guy, they got to work, right? But, but whoever's there, man, just grab, grab somebody and just start conversing and talking. That's how you get this, the language of the Bible in you, right? You know what happens? Next time you run into something, boom, you got it. You're fluent. There, there, there's no language barrier. You're able to understand what, what you're saying and what you're speaking, and, and God's just beginning to give you that knowledge and that wisdom to use it for the things that are ahead of you. Acts 2.42 says this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. This is the very first church, y'all. The first century church in the book of Acts. This is them having devotions, talking about different 
scriptures or different passages and just breaking bread amongst each other and, and, and discussing it, right, in community because they know the power and they know how much can come out of that. Studying in community, that's how you break a barrier of, of, of language between you and the word of God. Number three, stay committed. Everyone say committed. Stay committed. Simple. Again, practical. Hard to apply sometimes. Staying committed. As soon as you get into this flow of things, right? Like learning how to ride a bike or learning, you know, learning a new language. You got to stay committed. You got to make sure that you're, you're getting up every day and, and you're, you're, you're familiarizing yourself with the word or the scriptures or whatever it is you're reading, right? In the presence of God, you're staying committed. But in today's society, commitment is a hard thing, right? You, you see with, uh, with relationships or maybe that's Hollywood relationships especially, but just committing, period. Committing, period. It's, it's a very tough thing to do. But, but, man, staying committed and keeping yourself on track, making sure that, you know what, I'm so, I'm so uh, passionate and, and I desire to know what, what God wants to say about me or what he's, what, he's, what he's trying to teach me in this moment. And I love this scripture. Psalm chapter 1, verses 2 to 3. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. This is beautiful. This is pretty much the point that you get into this, this, this learning of a new language where you're, you're committed, right? And you understand that it's a necessity. It's nourishment for you. This is something that, that you, can't, you can't live outside of the word. This is the, what keep your bread and butter. This is what keeps you on point every single day when you wake up. That's how committed you want to stay. But, but, but if you're not at the point where it's a necessity to you, there's an issue there. And here's why I say this. Churches across the globe, right? I, I love the songs that we sing. I was moved by worship, man. Just trying to, you know, not let this, you know, my, my whatever, eyeliner, mascara, I don't know what it's called, uh, to run, right? When I cry, when I was crying during worship, trying to just make sure I clean myself before I get up here. The songs hit me. They get to me. But when you hear the scriptures and the songs and you make that a priority over what the word of God can do for you, that's where it becomes an issue. Because I love what, right? If you think about it, everything you hear in the songs, right? I am a friend of that. They're all scriptures. All they're doing is declaring the scripture. But for some reason, we have an easier way of translating it when it's from a song than we do from the Bible. I don't want it to be that way anymore. We shouldn't want it to be that way anymore. We should be to the point where we desire what the word has to say straight up. Skip the middleman. I, I admire pastors and preachers and teachers, but if I can have the ability to receive what God has for me straight from the word itself, yo, give me that revelation. That's, that's, that's rhema word. That's fresh hand today revelation. That, that's something specifically that God is interpreting to you and you alone. And I, and I feel like the churches across America, not just our church, that's what we got to get used to. That way when we're reading the word, we're not confused. We're not, you know, and don't get me wrong. There's times you're going to read it and, and something doesn't make sense. I'm not talking about those rare instances. But what I'm talking about is when you literally pick it up and it's blah. It doesn't mean anything to you. But yet you hear about it. But yet you sing about it. But yet you have a scripture here and there to help you with a situation or a circumstance. But what if you get so fluid and you get so in tune and become one with the word that it, it, it's everything you live for? It's, it's not popular these days. But I pray, and that's my desire, 
We break that language barrier. We break that language barrier between us and understanding the word of God. Because I guarantee you this. That's not how God intended it for it to be. That's not what God wants. I promise you that. He doesn't want us to, to open this up and us not understand. If anything, it, it's, what, it's what he wants us to, 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 how he wants us to understand who he is. But that's why it's important that we got to learn the language. Stay consistent with it. Study in a community. That way there's accountability and there's discussions taking place. And lastly, just stay committed. Be committed to, 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 to the, the, whatever it is that we're reading at that moment. And, and I feel like that's, again, simple but profound and, 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 and what we struggle with today. Because if we're being honest with ourselves, bro, we find, bro, sorry. We, we find ourselves, in, I, I speak with, teach with the youth. We always say bro or bro, right? But, but, but we find ourselves in those situations. You know what I love about our youth group, though? Oh, my goodness. I don't know if some of them are here, but... When we discuss things, like sometimes in, in, in youth group on Thursday evenings, I'll bring a passage and I'll just be like, all right, what do you think this means? What do you think this means, Josiah? What do you think this means, right? And these guys just start discussing things. And I'm like, dude, this is so dope. This is cool. Because that's a way that I've never seen it before. And to see young people are visualizing it. And so to them, they're like, oh, that's all it is. It's like, yeah, that's all it is. When you're able to read it and understand it for what God is wanting it to mean to you. There's accountability there again, and there's community. But I want to break this language barrier between us and, 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 and reading the Word of God. I don't want you, the next time you open the Word of God, I'm challenging you all this morning, seriously. I don't want the next time you read the Word of God, and it's just like you're waiting for what Pastor Dan has to say about that scripture, or you're waiting for the podcast that, you know, you're listening to on your way to work or working out. Like, man, what if you could just understand, like, I hear you, God. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm your faithful servant, and I'm listening, and that's what I'm going to do. If that's what you want me to do, right? It's so just, nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, it's just there. You're, you're in and you get it and you understand it. I pray and I challenge, that, challenge you guys with that. Now, now here's, here's the thing. You can't go to another level without new revelation. I'm about to explain this in a second. You can't go to another level without new revelation. The thing with us, we don't lack nothing, right? We obviously serve a God who is in charge of cattle of a thousand hills. He has everything. But the problem is we don't know how to access it. We don't know how to get a hold of the very things that God has for you. He's not withholding it from you, but you better know how to ask what, he's, what, what he wants to give to you. We don't lack nothing. Remember that, man. When you're going through your financial struggle, I know it's hard to believe sometimes, but when you familiarize yourself with the language of the Bible, then you begin to realize that you are rich. That, that, that monetary things, that's not how you define being rich, right? There's other ways you're rich. You are rich. When you're going through whatever struggles that you're facing, right? But you can't get to that point if there's a language barrier and you don't understand the Bible. We l- don't like anything. We just don't we, don't, we need to learn how to access it. And this is in Colossians 1.5. Everything you need is locked up in heaven. If you aren't getting new revelation, you can't get your stuff. And that's why we got to stay on our toes every single day. The, the, the problem I found with, with us believers, we're living off of encounters we had two years ago with God trying to get some new stuff. Three years ago, oh, I remember crying at the altar, right? Five years ago, I remember, what is God speaking to you right now? You, you got to get that new stuff. He has things that are locked up in heaven that he's trying to give you right now. 
But in order to get it, you got to know how to access it and ask, get that new revelation so he can give you that new stuff. And so I'm going to ask the worship team to help me. I left time on purpose, right? Because I've noticed that sometimes we, we leave when Pastor Dan gets to the end and, and, you know, a lot of us like to sneak out, right? If you got to leave, all good. But I want us to access, right? It's not that we lack anything. We just don't know how to access it. Well, you know. You know. There are so many things, right, so many barriers in your life. The thing with language barriers, it starts to, to cause psychological barriers. It starts to cause emotional barriers, all these different barriers. Those things need to be broken. In the name of Jesus, they need to be broken. Why? Because there's levels he's trying to take us to, but we're stuck. We're stagnant because we're opening the word of God, and, and we're settling with stagnancy, and we're, we're just allowing, okay, cool, and maybe that's for the person down the street. I love, I, I just started a new job. And I love where I work. I get to work in, 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 in a, a public school with, with um, high school students. And, you know, the school year starts coming up. And I found myself at the office, and I'm trying to write this speech because the first day of school, right, you know, we pretty much work with, with, with at-risk teens. And we pull them out of class, right, talk about their grades, right, just, just stuff like that. Just um, trying to get them to, to, to have a different mindset, right, behavioral issues, whatever it is. And I found myself trying to figure out, I was writing this speech because the first day of school, we're supposed to like give like a, it's like two, three minutes. You're supposed to just share a little something, uh, you know, about, you know, who you are, blah, blah, blah. And I've spoken to, to thousands before, right? I, I've been doing this since I was 18, honestly. And for some reason, I found myself stuck just trying to like, uh, like, I don't know why I can't write. These are just high school students, right? And then I realized something. I'm used to creating messages or inspiration or encouragement for a church crowd. What am I going to look like walking to a high school class? Everybody say amen, amen, right? You love Jesus, right? It ain't going to work. Am I wrong? I mean, is it wrong? No, it's not wrong, but there's a language barrier there if I try to come in with my Christian knees. But I got to understand their language. I got to understand their situation. I got to become one with them. Like Paul says in Corinthians, that sometimes he has to become below the law so that he could be like them. Not that he lives below the law, but in order to win them, that's what he has to do. And I feel like for some of us, this is a little off subject. We got to humble ourselves a little bit. You got to be, become like some people just so you can understand what they're going through so that you can win them over. And it's crazy because I, we were doing home visits and we were driving and, and, and I was just so moved because there was this house that we pulled up to, right? Because we're trying to figure out why are they acting out so much? And we pull up to houses, and you see the living condition. And I'm like, man, right, packed up in a garage or, or, or just crazy living conditions, a mess. Everything's out in the front yard, right, when we do home visits. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I remember as a high school student when in my family there's 11 of us, and then my mom and dad, so that's 13 of us. It just... Driving around the east side of San Jose, I can point at the food max that we used to park our van at, and we used to all sleep in a van because we were homeless. I can point at the, the, the house down the street that my mom was renting a room out on the east side of San Jose. On the east side, my mom was renting a room out, but the way we would shower is we would sneak through the window and we would go take a shower because the lady living there didn't even know she had all these kids. She just thought it was my mom. I remember the street on the east side, Lucretia Avenue, sleeping on the floor in the kitchen and leaving the door, the oven open as a heater on a tile floor. That's the way we lived. And God, I've, 
at the time, we would laugh about it, my siblings and I. It's fun to have siblings because you kind of just joke about it. But I look back, it's like, man, as a teenager, I was undergoing those things, and I didn't even know that it affected my ability to learn. It affected different things, and, and that's when at 15, I got into some crazy stuff. Some things were happening with me. Now, I look at these students, and I see their living condition. And I remember what it was like for me to be a teenager and try to push through school. And so for a teacher to just look at a student and be like, sit down, be quiet, you talk too much. Sometimes for us just to show up to school is hard. But you won't know until you speak their language and you see where they're coming from. You won't know until you, some people say you got to go there to know there. And I remember going to that house visit and I was just crying. This was like two, three weeks ago. And the, 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 the partner that I was with, he's used to it, right? Not that he was numb to it, but he's been in the streets and doing this in the trenches, working with these students. But for me, I'm used to being in this environment. God has called me out there now. That's my season right now. God has called me out there to, to work with these youth. But I love that, that I've been in that situation, and I, I speak their language, if you will, because I've been in that situation where they're, they're all shacked up in a small room like, bro, that, that's the situation. That, that, that was us. We passed by the same park on the east side. This stuff happened to me a long time ago, but all this stuff is just resurfacing recently within the past two to three weeks. Passed by K.R. Smith Elementary right across his, I don't know if it's Hillview or Welch Park. I forget which park on the east side of San Jose. Welch Park. Ask Omaha. That park, our van parked on the outside of sidewalk. And my brothers and my dad would sleep on a slide and a tire swing wherever they could find. And a girl slept in the van. And I'm passing by these areas and I'm all these different places. The place that I, that I was mistreated at on the east side of San Jose. It's like, yo, God, why do you have me working with these youth? And why did I have this desire to work? Because I speak their language. There's no language barrier there. I, 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 they can, I, I know what they're going through. I know what it's like to feel homeless. You know, that had nothing to do with this kind of language barrier. But I, I want to challenge you this morning. Listen, if you find yourself in a place... You're up against a wall. You feel like nobody understands, whatever. It's rough. I love this. Some people say time heals wounds. I'm not sure if I agree with that or not, but there's one part that I do agree with. Over time, it begins to make a little bit more sense. And I'm not saying that, you know, three years, oh, yeah, you know, my dad passed away. I'm over it. Three years, you know, three years have gone by. Or, you know, this traumatic experience I've gone through, right, oh, I'm over it because it's been three years. I'm not saying that. But, but time has a way of healing in a sense where you have a different perspective towards it. When you go back, the thing that pained you, that caused you all those sleepless nights, you begin to look at it with a different perspective like, man, you have a different mindset towards it. So if you're in the middle of something right now, it doesn't end there. Brother Tom was just telling me this morning, it's just a passing place. Because eventually you're going to get through and you're going to be able to look back and be like, man, I overcame that. And, and it seems messy right now, like there's no way out. But this is just a passing through place. You know, my daughter, when we take her to get shots, three months, I believe, was her first time. Sometimes I wonder in her mind, she, she's thinking like, yeah, why would my mom bring me here? Why would she, she allow me to get hurt? She's supposed to protect me. She's supposed to love me. She's supposed to, to be there for me. She's allowing these strangers to put needles in my leg and my arms. I, I'm thinking, like, I, I wonder if she thinks that about me sometimes. But then over time, I'm sure she realizes that 
those vaccinations were for a reason. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure where you stand with the vaccination controversy, right? It's, it's a controversy right now. But there's some shots that are good, like the measles shots, right? And so she'll understand as she gets older, huh, this is why I went to the doctor's uh, office to get these shots. At the moment, it don't make sense. I'm the baddest person in the world because I allowed her to get those shots. But over time, she realizes, oh, look at what I'm protected from. Look at what diseases I'm not catching because I'm vaccinated. In that same way, that's why it works. At the moment, it won't make sense. But give that sucker some time. And you're going to be able to look back and be like, I get it now, God. I hear you. But if you don't understand the language of the Bible, you're not going to be able to receive it the way he intends for you to receive it. Resentfulness is going to be there. Bitterness. Right? You're going to be there just such a jacked up person, just a damn in a river, right? A dam that just stops things from flowing. That's not going to be how you are should you choose to not understand the Bible. But if you learn how to break that barrier, oh, I guarantee you there's something God is trying to teach you. There's something that God has in store for you. There's things that are locked up in there. Colossians 1.5 can sound like gibberish to somebody else, but when you understand the language of the Bible, Lord, give me my stuff. There's some things that I have up there that, that are locked up there that are for me. Not in a bratty way, right? Because some people try to manipulate the hand of God. I'm going to pray every day this week so that I can do this or get this, right? Nah, nah, just be fluent. If you're not even going through a hard time, because you will eventually, but even if you're not even going through a hard time, stay consistent. Learn the language. Be consistent with it. Study in a community. And then stay committed to that, that trail that God has you on. And I guarantee you, simple, practical things, but I guarantee you, if you, if you, you know, I mean, well, maybe not, right? Some people are like, I'm not going to promise you that, oh, then everything's going to be so much easier. The next time you read the Bible, oh, piece of cake. I'm not promising you that. But I guarantee you, if you put some effort and some progress into reading the word and having a different lens when you're reading it and understanding that every single verse in the Bible are all weapons. Ephesians talks about the, the battle being not with flesh and blood, not physical, but with the principalities of the air. The only way you could combat that is with the word of God. So you better have this in your arsenal. You better have this in your weapons, part of your weapons. So at this moment, if you do me a favor, stand to your feet. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.